Coming for your jugular today. Hey, hey. Yes. Ready for a bleeding up today. <laughs> hey, hey. Bitch, you're going to bleed out after this yeah. episode. Yeah. People pleasers. People pleasers. All over Log the kitchen out. floor. Yeah. Log out today. No, stay guys. Stay. Death is good. You're... Okay, friends, girls and gays, welcome back to another episode of I Said What I Said, where we bridge the gap between where we are and where we want to be. Yes. I am your co-host, Nyakwezi. You're introducing before the host. I'm the host. I pay for the subscription. Bitch, we're going to jump right into it. Okay. So this is part two. We're discussing friendships again, and um, I have all the vim to drag you people, please (laughs) us. I'm very excited. Okay. Very energized. I'm no, we're ready. Sweating. We're here. We're here. We're here to fight back. You're here to fight. Are you representing the people pleasers? Oh, yes. Okay. Sore. Um, hey. So a few people pleasers. Yes. Um, DM'd me. Mm-hmm. A very, and I thank you so much for DMing and talked about a lot of interesting things about friendships and pleasing friends and bringing all of you or half of you to the table. Yep. And when I call you a people pleaser, that's not me insulting you. That's calling you what you are. If you're white with an orange beak, I'll call you a duck. So <laughs> it's, it's not offensive. Okay, it's not offensive. And she also wants to be, listen, people pleasers, we have a thousand people around us and everybody loves us and it's fine. She just wants to be like us. Okay. So somebody asked, I asked people, what are some burning questions you'd want to ask your friend, but you don't? Yeah. And somebody asked, do you only like me when I'm fun, i.e. intoxicated or the life of the party? And another person asked, why are you always so bitter about your life? And I said... Whoever asked why you're so bitter about your life, don't ask this person, just dump them. Because Oprah said that you should <laughs> Oprah said that you should never keep friends with people who aren't happy about their lives. Oh my god. Because they'll only poison you. And that is why I personally don't believe it's a blanket statement. To, it's a fair blanket statement to say, be around me for my ups and my downs. Oh. If your downs poison me, why yeah. should I stay? That's the thing. I think there's a difference between a down and being in a being a, a, like a down a constant down state i wish i had a better way to say that but you know what i mean okay so as uh, so so like an ebb and a flow or literally living on the bottom level okay and what's the difference if someone's your friend's your friend uh, no the difference between the two states is <laughs> i am having a bad day or a bad period where i don't know what i'm doing with my career or whatever someone that stays on that low level is always pessimistic is constantly worrying is um never looking on the bright side is always feeling like they're on the brink of failure like it's just it's a drag everything is a drag whereas i have very very clear highs and lows Mm. i feel Mm, okay and even in my lows it it, my constant state is joyful, so my low is very pronounced. Okay, so there's you can have a depressive moment or depressive lifestyle. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Aren't I so good at summarizing? So um, what I just and how I want to kind of preface what we chat about is what I've learned from all um people's responses on my right. Instagram story was that the majority of us are having at least have at least one person we tolerate and are frenemies with. Yeah. The majority of us are very ill-equipped to have difficult conversations. Yeah. A lot of us are either hurt, angry, or, and or, fed up with some of our friends. Yeah. It's either hurt, angry, fed up, or all three. We understood. Rude. <laughs> um, we all have semblances of vulnerability issues and people-pleaser energy. Yeah. Do and we? Do you? Yes. Vul- you never uh, please me. You you sacrifice things, yourself. Yeah, the things I don't bring up because I don't want to... I think, okay, will I upset the balance? Will I... I want to talk to you, for example, I feel like you haven't cleaned something properly. It's 9 a.m. Am I going to ruin your whole day? Should I tell you rather at 8 p.m.? I think about, <laughs> excuse me, I think about these things. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, And then finally, a lot of us want love and attention, but don't know how to ask for it or be specific about the ways we need it. Yeah. So to go back to what you said with, to go to what you said, people pleasing. Yeah. I just want to read what I said, a person's dilemma. Yeah. Um, or rather a person's perspective and I want to hear what you think All right. so when I said that you don't have to stay with somebody for their ups and downs somebody responded and said I disagree I think build a bitch energy is toxic because it encourages performativity instead of truth e.g. example people who only want me for my humor are toxic to me because they prioritize their fulfillment over my identity and humanity and well-being right Take my full complex self or take nothing at all. Because taking only parts of me means I must perform humor when you're around, even if that's not how I'm feeling. 
It's also not sustainable because no one human is perpetually happy or positive. Hmm. I completely agree. And I think that it's a question of matching up. So when I'm in my down phase, it might be completely manageable for you, but absolutely not for Jane. Mm. Jane should not try to be there for me when I'm in my down phase. It's just not in her in her range. And so she's just not that type of friend. She's not on that level with me. Mm. So so she might be a, a kiki coffee, go out party night girl that it's nice to have a girl around me that does this. But she she's not my center, which is you. So I think that's fine. I think that's valid. And what I think, though, is now the onus is on the person that wrote the comment or me mm. to be discerning enough to see that and to be to recognize, to put people in their lanes. So not everyone must be a number one bitch, but it's OK to have like, you know, number 10 and 11. And it's OK. It's fine. And number five, like have the levels in between for the different purposes. This person's good for shopping. That person's good for financial advice. That person's good for laughing and relaxing. And this person's good for all of me. And even when we say all of me, so for example, you, um, Mukundwa, very good for my emotional stability and all of that. But when it's time to go out and have fun, I'm not going to take you with, like, you're just not the chick I'm going to go dancing with. You don't yeah. mind. So what does this mean? Does it mean I cancel you? No, I've put you in your lane with me. And it, it just happens to be my core, the things that keep me stable, plus one or two other things. But the other five things of my personality, you don't get involved with because it's just not your lane. Absolutely. And it's funny because the one time I really, <laughs> I was thinking about this today. Yeah. Um, how compromising ourselves, I don't know if how much I agree with compromising ourselves for other people's comfort. Right. Um, I think it's very circumstantial. I think it depends. If someone's going through a crisis, if it's their birthday, I can be temporarily irritated with the things I have to do <laughs> to please them. Yes. But the one time I, the one time I decided to compromise, somebody wanted to stay over at my place. They were traveling. A friend. The one time, and I said, you know, I can't, I actually don't really like having people in my space and not for that long and a whole bunch of reasons which are true. They insisted, insisted, insisted. I said, okay, now I don't want to be a beach coming to my city, whatever. I have to be, you know, that's so cruel to not allow your friend to stay. And I allowed them to stay at a time when I was losing my job. I was getting mm. retrenched. We were getting evicted from yeah. our place because we had a cat and you weren't allowed to have cats and they miscommunicated that. Yeah. So going and going through legal procedures yeah. and someone close to us had been diagnosed with cancer and we we're dealing with that. So that showed me the one time I'd said, let me prioritize somebody over my own comfort, even though I'm Shit. so sure everything came crashing down. Not, not, not as a result, but yeah. imagine I put myself in that position when I was dealing with so much. And so I don't think it really, I think we really need to consider what we're doing when we truly compromise things that make us comfortable because we're embarrassed or ashamed of upholding what we need because it seems we're guilty of what we need. And that's often women. I think men, I haven't really heard my male friends feel guilty about not wanting their friends to sleep over on the couch for five weeks or not wanting to give their friends money or not wanting to go to their friends do or gig. Mm. Um, My male friends actually find that really easy to just say no. Mm. And their male friends accept that. But I think women, the way we... (laughs) Our nurture, the way we're told to nurture and to care and accommodate can really yeah. affect how we navigate friendship. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because another thing, this friend, so I want to just you go over this specific language yeah. that the, from the comment I read. Yeah. They said, people who only want me for my humor are toxic to me because they prioritize their fulfillment over my identity and humanity. So my issue with that, I understand what the person's saying, and I don't think they mean what I'm about to say, but the language means what I'm about to say. <laughs> Now, friendship should really never be you prioritizing someone else over yourself. That's not friendship. So this person should prioritize their interest in your humor over your humanity if you've allowed them in your space and called them a friend. You've allowed them in and they're taking what they appreciate. If it is a mismatch, you're the one who's not benefiting, so you should be the one to manage that relationship. 100%. Because what happens is that's codependency. If you want somebody to want you for everything when they actually don't like everything, you're asking someone to take you for what you are when that doesn't benefit them because that makes you insecure, then you leave your humanity. So now it's a cycle of two people engaging in ways that don't really benefit each other, but in ways that support each other's um, like insecure. <laughs> In ways that, in ways that ultimately aren't healthy for the, the full organism of the friendship. That's right. And I think journeys have to complement because 
when I uplift somebody, it mustn't bring me down. It must be to, to my detriment. Yeah. I have left friendships or put friendships on shelves for other seasons because their lows have negatively affected me. Yeah. But I have also left friendships because their highs negatively affect me. Yeah. And Oprah again, God said that, um, <laughs> what did she say? Basically about if a friend can't be happy for you when you're successful, that's something you should really consider and kind of really manage that. Maybe yeah. leave that friendship. There's a friend um, I have who I can't be happy for in their success at the moment because I am so bitter at the fact that I feel they ended the friendship without us, without discussing that with me. I feel left at the wayside. I feel blindsided. And so I can't be happy for them even in their glory. And that's so, so I think... It's it, it seems unfathomable, but sometimes somebody's high do whatever they're doing. They, they might be raising a family, building a business, um, yeah. developing themselves in a certain religion, and they're rising. But for you, that rise is in direct conflict with how you're feeling about them or yourself. Yeah. And that doesn't make you a bad person. That just means um, you've kind of got to manage that. Yeah. So I just wanted to explain that so that not everyone will be there when you're at your low, but also not at your high. And that yeah. doesn't make them bad. That means that your journey is not complimentary. There's no yeah. good or bad. There's just complimentary, isn't there? That is a fantastic distinction because I think that people, loyalty has been so uplifted above, um, like, ra- like, rationality or or you know thinking things through and being um assertive about a situation or mm. discerning about a situation rather mm. um that you know that that thing where people are expected to be there for you through your highs and, and your lows no matter what all the time it, prioritizing that over the individual's health and well-being is so twisted and backwards i should it's only be anywhere because of my joy my health my well-being. If it makes me happy, I will be there. And if it doesn't, I will not. And it doesn't mean it's a, a laughing loud moment. But if I cannot be achieve peace for myself, then I don't need to be there. Yeah. And, and that's great. That's a great point. Because a great way to discern is when you uplift your friends, does that uplift you too? Mm. When, you, when they're on level four and you're level one, when you push them to level six, do you also go to level three? If you don't, that uplifting isn't benefiting you. Yeah. Uplifting is effortless and uh, and uh, beneficial for the whole organism of the friendship. And actually, the, that definition of uplifting you gave is really not, I think, uplifting in the way that it might be commonly perceived, mm-hmm. and which I think is great, because uh, Abraham Hicks says that when you when you use your strength to shore up someone else's weakness, you assist them not. And that, that feels so counterintuitive mm. to me, but actually it makes so much sense, because when I stay on my level three, even when I'm uplifting you from a one to a two to a three to a four, and I'm still on my three, then I have not, when I leave, they will fall. Yeah, you know? it's artificial. It's, so it's an artificial it's rise. A, it's an artificial prop and it helps no one in the end. So then the counter of that is that when it is effortless in, in the sense of it's painless, it's 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 it feels like a natural kind of flow of energy between the two of you, then that's perfect. Yes, 100%. And what I said about this is when people say, you know, why aren't you there for me for my ups and my downs? Why aren't you loyal? You don't support me. You need to make better friends. Stop complaining. Um, because it doesn't make your friends... Your friends aren't the clown. You're actually the clown. <laughs> You're actually the person with the red lace front wig <laughs> on. Because if you need people who invest in the full you, then you need to dump the ones that don't. It's very simple. Yeah. And very hard. Yeah. You need to make room, right? So good friends are always on the other side of hard decisions. Uh-huh. And it's easier said than done. I struggle with this too. Um, but again, the same people, if you're crying about loyalty, you're often the same person who doesn't question why you attracted that friend in the first place. And... um why you're still there. Yeah. And I think the quality of our friendships... Oh, and yeah, who t- completely doesn't take responsibility for that friend being zero. in their lives. Zero. Yeah. The quality of our of our friendships are a direct reflection of our self-worth, uh-huh. of how much we do or do not honor our priorities and how willing we are to dive headfirst into discomfort to cultivate what we want. Motherfuck, that's painful. It is very painful. I've got a friendship. Well, I've got quite a few. By the way, if if you use if any of these examples you give are me, you know you have to tell me. No, I will tell you. Okay. I've got a friendship. I've got a few of these, by the way. Um, I've been unhappy with this friendship for <laughs> twelve years. <laughs> twelve <laughs> years I've been putting on the red nose. I've been painting my oh. cheeks white, putting on the the, the clapper shoes, yep. and going in and twerking <laughs> in the circus. Because I've not had the courage to experience discomfort. I've not had the courage to inconvenience my friend with the truth Mm -hmm. and also prioritize 
um, honesty, which is that I wanted to, I have a friend who I want to tell, I love you so much, but I really, really don't like you. I love you, but I don't like you. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to experience day-to-day friendship with you, but I want you in my life forever. And I want us to love each other in the really big flagpole flagship moments of our lives. But I don't actually want to speak to you every day. I don't enjoy you. You're not fun for me. Is that, I love that. That I exactly want to have that conversation and or have the courage to have that conversation. Is it realistic? I, I I like I love you I love you but I only want you there when yeah, I get married when I have a baby where maybe <laughs> yeah. if you have a big birthday party on a cruise ship it needs to be big I'm not yeah. coming for the, the yeah. two of us in a camp uh, is it realistic is it uh, could you be that for someone like could could someone communicate Say that, that with you and be like hey 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 no I only couldn't. want you for the highlight absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I said this to Abulade. I was like, Abs, this is what I want to say to a friend. And what did he was say? Was it indirectly to him? No, 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 it wasn't okay. for him. And he See, said, I've got to your me, back, Abs. He was like, Why can't you just say that? And I was like, Abulade. <laughs> then I give up all the benefits of yeah. the friendship. And this is also where I want to talk about self interest. My interest is this friend of mine who I love but don't like, there are a lot of perks, there are a lot of benefits. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of benefits, a lot of company benefits, a lot of discounts, Ooh. a lot of reasons i first of all i love them because i love them unconditionally but there they are benefits and i see them as a person i would grow old with and touch touch base with every like half a year every six months yeah and i know if they knew that they would rather not have that so i'd rather never communicate that and keep them because i get benefits because why it serves me and kind of let the friendship fizzle into that six month. It'll oh. never. No, the, the, no it'll, the, oh. we are in like constant communication. We are, the friendship is very much at the forefront. Um, the reason I'm using this example is that friendships serve both people. Either they serve your insecurities, either your friends, you're codependent, your friends are someone and you resent them, but you're getting something. Don't pretend, bitch. You actually, if you think about it, you're getting something. Maybe your insecurities are being fed. Maybe you believe you're unlovable. So you have friends who don't love you because that feeds into your narrative subconsciously. Mm. You're always benefiting, right? So I am benefiting from this relationship, but so are they. So as much as I seem selfish, and of course it's self-facing because I'm I'm a soul experiencing through like self through one perspective because I'm not self-actualized of course it is self-facing but it also is for them because which bitch couldn't be how can you not how can that not be clear to you how can you not see (laughs) all right let me drag you okay (laughs) okay go in go in go in I just think you are completely uh living in FOMO because You you do not believe that the universe has abundance to give you a friend with benefits and a friend that you like to have around you. So you hang on to the benefits and therefore the friendship and you suffer through all the rest for it. Honey, have faith in the universe and let them go. Wow. Um, I'm choking. <laughs> okay, but I've known this person all since South Africa, like since we were kiddies in boarding school. You're holding them back. You- and they know everyone I know. So for me... You, you know what it oh, is give us more the context is this. this is what i also believe and i made a youtube video about this i'm back on youtube Ooh, yes is priorities so i know my life's about pleasure and i life is always about picking for me a small a small pleasure over a big pleasure a long-term pleasure over a short-term pleasure yeah yes the friendship is mostly displeasurable but the act of having to break up a community because now we've broken up of not having the benefits long-term, which will reach into my 50s, 60s, 70s is actually not worth honesty. I don't believe honesty is the best policy. I believe whatever serves you is the best policy. And if keeping a friendship that's irritating and a bit of a sham because I don't like them, but I love them and I like the benefits, I'm going to do that. So then, then do the inner work so that you're not irritated. It, it's oh, no, I of, can't. What do you mean? It, it goes back to the um, accepting loneliness as a, a part of the journey and therefore it is not painful uh-huh. because it is that signature uh, sieving moment, that, you know, fine-tuning moment. So... So if you are cultivating something for your 50s, if you're living for the future instead of for mm. the now, which I don't know if that's a good idea, mm. um, then accept it. Then accept the irritating bits. The but bit why should I accept it? Why can't I just accept that I'm annoyed? I, I, I And that. live with annoyance? You really want to live with that? You want your liver to explode? Yeah, actually, that's dangerous. Okay, <laughs> I agree with you. Okay. So I need to accept 
the irritating bits, the thorns on the roses. Yeah, and just have a and now now you can start to cope. You can you can decide how you're going to deal with it. So instead of diving into I don't know what it is you have to do, forty minute conversations or whatever, find ways to make it less, to schedule them better, uh, to have yeah. quick responses. To you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, make a have a coping mechanism if you're really going to live with this. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking at my DMs, but that's because I'm getting information. Oh, okay. I am listening to you. And like, wow, so rude. this bitch is on Instagram. Okay, let's go through another um, response somebody had. Yeah. Gosh, where are they? Let's go to another um, comment by someone. So this person was agreeing with the other comment that said, um, don't take me. I don't want friends who only want like caricatured versions of myself i want friends who want the full me yeah this person doesn't agree with what i said and agrees with the comment so this is what they said so often i have had to sacrifice my mental health energy and well-being to perform an element of my identity that other people find more comfortable and enjoyable and tolerable other people have learned to expect that element of other people have learned to expect that element of my personality from me, which I recognize is partly my own fault since I have performed an element of myself instead of my true identity. But for me, it isn't sustainable and it leads to a decline in my mental health because I may be building other people up by being sunshiny and confident and helping them feel less anxious and alone, but deep down, I'm feeling at odds with the emotions that I'm performing. At the end of the night, I'm stuck in my head, and I feel that I haven't been honest with my interactions. Mm-hmm. What do you think about so that's a people pleaser? Yeah. Oh, I identify so much with people pleasers. I feel at home. Um, yeah, that's wonderful. And I really think that that goes back to your point of... Um, trying to support other people when there's nothing in your cup uh, to support them from your perceived point of strength and where there's an imbalance. Uh, So you're doing all this outpouring and you actually don't have anything to give, but you're doing all this outpouring because it feels like they need it and they're taken because, Hey, who wouldn't take free juice? Um, And at the end of the day, you know, when they're finished drinking, there's no more juice coming and they don't know how to get it. So they're thirsty and you're empty. Bad idea. So that's my response to that. But mm. what it reminded me was of myself, where I love being I love being around people and it's so fun to be giddy and to make people laugh and to have that great energy around me. Mm. Um, but sometimes I don't want to be the clown. I don't want to be that person. And I am at a stage now where I realize I it's time to embrace both and all sides of myself. So when I come to a gathering and I don't want to be tap dancing for everybody, I will not, and you will eat it and I will be there and Mm. it'll be fine. And I will eat the reaction and that'll be fine, you know? So accepting all the facets of myself and not trying to be, um, not trying to be the happiness, the joy for everyone, the party. No, it's okay. Other people can come to the party. But so then with your friendship snack, if you can think of any friendships you have that might've you, you might have started when you were an extreme people pleaser yeah. and like performing elements of yourself, like yeah. happiness and joy. Yeah. Do you resent any of those friends or friendships that yeah. still need you to be that? Yeah. How dare you? The goal. The goal of it all. Yeah, no, I'm really, this is a transition phase. I think things you know, are going to change. How do you transition? So for this person who wrote this, how can she or they um transition those relationships? I gave them some hard love, but I think your message oh. is much kinder. Oh, you know, I mean, knowing really almost nothing about their context, I, it does begin, I think, with a difficult conversation with oneself. Mm-hmm. So um, they will, I think, need to be honest with themselves about uh, the dynamics of the friendship and if it is serving them anymore and be okay with the changing tides, as I will have to be, with things changing. And then just brainstorm a way to have that conversation with the person. If what I want to do is let go to have that conversation and be okay with not with it not ending in hugs and kisses um and letting things move on and creating space for that bigger interaction or that that the the next interaction slash friendship slash love that um will take us both me and whoever else is in the same mm. to the next level but you know really having faith in the universe and knowing that I'm supported no matter what and that by me leaving their lives um I'm not uh that that me leaving their lives through my own truth only brings them goodness too. I mm. absolutely have to have that faith. Otherwise we'll be stuck in this shit for years and it, and it'll be a resentment every day. I, it's not worth it. And I think people pleasers end up eating their own medicine. <laughs> wow. This is all just to drag. Can't we have this conversation offline? <laughs> you all bake a cake. You have to eat it. Yeah. 
I think what's interesting with people pleasers is it always just comes around. You just, you guys never win, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. All that effort and you still don't win. You know what? People pleasers, a word out to you. This just reminded me. Yes. The, you know, the only people we got to please is ourselves. And for my Gemini, mm. who has 17 different characters, just embrace all of them and be each one whenever that one arises and be okay with not being the others that other people are accustomed to. Like, and be okay. And what I want to add, my cap moon wants to say, please be ready for the discomfort, Absolutely. the loss of friends, Absolutely. the crying, the loneliness. Yeah. Because you're shedding yeah. a skin. Yeah. If anything, because this person, for me, um, person who wrote in, my, the energy I feel like you wrote this with was a bit of a, um, what's the thing when you start pitying, self-pitying. Yeah. But actually the victim is your friends. You presented Wow. You presented a character wow. as as funny, supportive, whatever. Yeah. And they bought into that. So if there's anybody who's been lied to, it's them. That's so true. So, we said we were serving chicken and they were like, cool. And then you serve beef. Uh, yeah. So yeah. don't see yourself as a victim, actually. It's your friends who now have to go to transition and realize, okay, yeah. sorry, I signed up for a funny person. You're actually complex. Yeah. Shit. They yeah. they have got a transition too. Yeah. But I'm, that's I, that's in jest. That's not I don't mean that too seriously, but it is a point to make. Yeah. Um I think it's so important with people pleasing to remember that uh, a guide to people pleasing. Yeah, well, the guide to people pleasing is often no one asks you to be any of these things. What happened was a feed- <laughs> okay, bitch. Fuck you. I know. Well, yeah, often <laughs> the no- people needed it. No one asked. That's that's the thing. Nobody asked. We assumed that thing, and we assumed that identity because you got a positive reaction. Literally. So you got a positive reaction. So you continued performing. People loved it and continued liking you for it. You resent them because they like you for it, and you feel you have to continue performing. Yeah. And it's a positive feedback loop that doesn't end. Yeah. So you have prioritized your mediocre friendships. Um. And you have sa- you sacrificed your health uh, because you prioritized all of that over discomfort and genuineness. Yeah. So this is all um, you're doing, I guess. This is all you're doing, your pain, but also your pleasure. And just know that like genuine friendships and authenticity is on the other side of work. And that work is shedding a skin that's not yours. And you have the power. You had the power to have a miserable friendships, which you have clearly done. And you also have the power to have fantastic ones, which you're clearly ready for. So um, finish feeling sorry for this. Feel sorry. Finish. Finish that off. um, And then take responsibility now. We will we will have a, com- a comeback episode. All my people pleasers. We'll <laughs> to beat gr- me. We will grind the Pisces cap moons into the ground. I'm so dead. And the reason why I'm like quite a tough love person. The reason I say this to you is because I've, this is me to me. I've been that person. I've, I noticed that people loved me when I was just like some agony aunt, sexless mammy, um, black girl who's funny. And I, I leaned into that and I suffered and I got, and I always used to be like, well, why doesn't anyone, why am I seen as a sexual object? Why can't people see me as complex? I'm smart too. Why doesn't, well, bitch, cause I didn't present that. Right. So I'm eating the, the cake I baked. Shit. Um, and it's been hard and I've, I've changed a lot of friends and I'm going to have to actively dump some friends who still would like me to be that old clown mammy black woman mm. but i'm not i'm even complex the suit fits so well back then i'm dead even though it, it fit my curves oh. so I, I this is me to me this is tough love but i'm speaking to myself and i understand um but the issue is a lot of people please you guys don't give yourselves enough tough love it's very woe is me Absolutely. um and Ooh, and enough you need yeah no no you need some friends who are gonna be like no 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 slap you on the left slap you on the right this is all you're doing you need Lovely. friends who are gonna give you tough love yeah Thank you. And um, <laughs> on behalf of all people pleasers, we appreciate you next. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. I think I've, I've, I've rinsed, <laughs> rinsed this poor person enough. Okay, now let's go to some dilemmas. There was some that was so long. There's an art in being concise. <laughs> okay. Don't roast you. <laughs> no, this is an art. Someone sent me three paragraphs and at the end I said, sorry, is there a dilemma? There was no question mark at any point. I just scanned for question mark. Is it dilemma here? And they were like, oh, uh, so you're offloading? That's okay. Right? You can continue offloading. That's cathartic. But I asked for dilemmas. Oh, my God. I'm going to be like Kalechi. I'm going to be what strict. Gonna, you're going to have three followers. But if I, no, no, no. I'm not. No, no. I'm a human. And if I ask you for something and you don't give it, I'm not going to respond. I have to respond to you. See, me and people, please. I'll have 7,000. <laughs> Meaningless interactions. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So there's this friend who clearly needs to see someone or something. She's always complaining about feeling lonely, but how do I... Ca- Did you write this? No, I didn't. I know this sounds like me. 
But how do I communicate to her that it's something she has to work on herself and I can't be all there because I have my own shit going on, but with love. Uh, I'm going to see you. You wrote this to me. No, I didn't look at the name. Wow. Um, I think they're a Leo. Yeah. Okay. Uh Which is important to to note. So how does she communicate that uh, 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 you've got to sort through your shit because I can't be Well, first of all, this is a really good uh, message for anyone who, well, for all of us, we all have uh, go through mental health issues. Yeah. And for especially people who are actively working through their mental mental health issues, especially if they're diagnosed, especially if you're paying to get them work done, is that it is very easy. What mental health, I think, does is that issues sorry is that it can make you really feel alone and isolated and that your problem is unique and that you have no support right and when you come from that place you often expect or need support from people and assume because maybe they're not diagnosed because maybe they're not presenting in the same way that they don't have baggage that they're also managing yeah um and i think when you have mental all of us have mental health issues um, because we all do, and all mm. of us who have mental health issues that are diagnosed, it's important for us to walk the line of, I know a lot of people are worried about f- feeling like a burden. Well, people are paid, first of all, people are paid to deal with your burden. Right. If you can afford it, you definitely should get those services. Mm. But to understand that when you expect friends... And just to, to let you, there is a wide range of affordability. A wide range of, of affordability. Very, they are, you know, yes. Yeah, so we obviously know. Do you Google? Yes, from free, yeah. from clearly free really? podcasts to books to actual professionals, yeah. people will Skype you. Right. So it's important. The reason I stress that, and I know it sounds like I'm being patronized, and the reason I exp- uh, stress that is that people study for seven years. People get master's degrees on how to look after people who are, aren't doing well, yeah. right? Who have uh, invisible illnesses. So when you ask friends or when you expect friends to support you and be there consistently in times of need, you're asking them, it's like you, without meaning to, you're expecting that because you need help, they somehow have through osmosis, downloaded the way to look after you and have the mm. ca- capacity. When there's a bitch out there who's getting paid to do that, which right. me, which shows you the extremity and the seriousness of the help you may need. Mm. Some friends may be there to give that to you. Others of us, which is very much me, um, I'm very bad at communicating this to friends and I'm getting better at saying I'm actually not very well equipped to deal with other people's... If it's, if it's an issue that's stemming from a serious mental health illness, I'm not equipped. Mm. I don't know how to deal with that. Um, and that's... I, I'm saying all this because this person's query is speaking to that, is saying a friend has an issue. Um, I have an issue too. I guess I've assumed I don't have any and now I have to deal with her issue and mine and I'm struggling. And so I'm just giving you some context of from a perspective of somebody who doesn't have a diagnosed mental issue, who though works to maintain the, um, to maintain my state of being, I work at it. Mm. Um, it is important you come to me and you ask for help. It is also important for you to, to know that I may not be able to give it to you and I may have to express that. Mm. And it doesn't mean you're unloved or alone, but it means that, you, even in your state of need, have to be considerate and mm. know that not everyone can help you. I agree. And, uh, and you know, and even the way, though you said that um, that you might, that this person might come to you and ask for your help and you might have to say that you can't give it. I think also coming from someone that might need help, understand that people might not be, might not know how to communicate that they don't have the tools to help you Um and and so they are just there. They listen anyway and they might be suffering in silence. And just to be aware of that, because we don't know how to communicate properly or haven't been exercising that, I think is to maybe even to, to be, and I'm talking about myself, yeah. is to be considerate before the person asks for me to be considerate. Because mm. I feel this way as well in, on the flip side um, that you know, things have blown up in my face when I haven't been able to, to be exactly what, you know, someone needs okay. because I haven't been able to communicate actually this is heavy for me and I don't, I, I don't have the tools to deal with this and I'm not, I'm not equipped. Yeah. I understand that. And I think now that I agree. And I think unfortunately or fortunately, both people, people who need help, people who can't give help, yeah. we've just got to, yeah, yeah, sure. But you've, we've got to learn how to communicate That's this. Right. We've both got to learn because otherwise everyone leaves upset yeah. and then friends withdraw from you and you're like, wow, all my friends, I have anxiety now all my friends have left. And that's, that's cruel. Yeah. It would have been easier if we just said, sorry, I don't know how to deal with this. But 
how do you need help? You tell me. Oh, you, all you need from me is this? Okay, I can provide a bit of that. Yeah. And actually assist helping people help you. Yeah. And also communicating where and where you, where and where you cannot and right. can help. Right. So I think we all just have to, unfortunately, right. it's, it's uncomfortable. We have to just learn the language of how to communicate these things. Yep, that's true. Yeah, just work. Yeah. So with this person, how would I communicate that? Hmm. Well, how do I? Well, I've honestly started saying to some friends, I've said, um, I'm, I've told them that the truth is that I, I'm quite an empath, so I'm really specific about the energy around me, and I know you need help. I don't know, A, I don't know how to help you, so you could tell tell me how you want me to help you, and I'll pick the way in which I feel I can. If I can't help you, please understand it's because um, I will drown with you. I don't have the strength to lift wow, you up yeah. and not um, hurt myself. Yeah. So I have just literally been honest with them, and I think yeah. when you're going through, when someone's come to you for help, um it's often not an easy decision if someone's come to and asked genuinely for help. And I think honesty in this case is, it may hurt, but it is so important and mm. it's so beneficial. So I think you should be honest. Definitely. And all that wording that you've just used comes from all the, the the work that you've done on yourself. So just having that language to say it in that way is wonderful. And I've never thought to say of it in that way. And I think the point that I'm getting to is self-work is number one. Just like, you know, to mm. keep working on on oneself. I need to keep working on myself so that I can equip myself to be able to communicate clearly. Yeah, and um, practicing, I guess. Yes, and practicing. Even just knowing, oh, I'm an empath. Oh, I'm I'm yeah. a Pisces. Oh, like these are just characters that I have because of the star I was born on, because of blah, blah, blah. These are characters that are embedded within me and this is what it means. Ah, it makes sense why. This is so hard for me to deal with. It just, it provides so much clarity. Self-work, yeah. And whether you believe or don't believe in that kind of thing and personality typing, right. it's more, um, it, it's a... It doesn't really matter. It's about having a reference point. Right. I didn't know as an empath until this year. Before that, I couldn't explain why I couldn't watch the news. It was hard for me to explain why if I heard about kids getting shot in the face, yeah. I wouldn't be able to be function really well for a week. Yeah. I couldn't explain that. I just thought I'm a sissy. I don't know how to, you know, I couldn't explain. Yeah. Wow. So it really is important to find out why you are the way you are and find names yeah. for them. That's really. Yeah. Important. Language. Language is Language, so bitch. Empowering. Next. Mm-hmm. Man, this other started. Man, yeah. I'm in a situation where I feel guilty <laughs> if the conversation goes quiet. So sometimes the oh. quietness can make me feel insecure about not being interesting enough. So I start bringing up stories about other people gossiping. Mm-hmm. I relate, which is successful in bringing energy back into the conversation, but it's also so evil. I don't know how to navigate this. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. This is so relatable. Yeah, it is so relatable. And I've been in the exact same situation. And what mm-hmm. I've done is just be quiet. So I'm quiet and I let, I let, I let the silence abide and, uh, until there is something meaningful to share, um, because two things happen in that silence. The other person participates yeah, in participate, the conversation bitch. <laughs> and if they don't, then it's clear to both of us that there is not much to share here anyway, or that we're happy with the silence. Like, mm. you know, you know, like when you're first getting to know someone, maybe a love interest or whatever, and they're cute and you want to be there anyway, there are moments of silence. Like, it's fine. Just let, what let about sending abide. a gift that says participate, bitch? A gift? Oh, a gift. A gift that shows someone in the hospital and saying, this is me after carrying the weight of this conversation and they have a broken back. Isn't that like a, a good way to communicate? I'll let you, I'll let you cackle on your own. Okay. The, you see that, that was an example of letting, of letting the silence, silence fix it. That's right. So what I would say, I was about to say your name. What I would say to you is that I believe if you don't like silences, it means you're often trying to impress someone. If you're trying to impress someone, in my opinion, they're often, that relationship's often not worth pursuing. Right. In my personal opinion, um, being comfortable immediately says a lot. If you're not comfortable immediately because because you either think, oh, they're too good looking or they're so cool or this, there's a desperation there. There's a lack of belief in the abundance of that kind of person. You should probably leave it alone. If you can't, ex- mm-hmm. if you can't observe silences in your relationship, that is a sign that maybe that relationship at that time is not for you. And I agree. And I would say then when you go home, do work on yourself. (laughs) When you walk home, home, yeah? Yeah, because um, for me, that's also not being able to, or not being comfortable with um, myself when I cannot just sit. Yes. Uh, and feeling not good enough. So everything you've oh, just yeah, said, said that. wanting to impress them because you don't feel good enough or funny mm. enough or interesting enough. Oh yeah, that is what you said. Yeah. So, the, which is fantastic that you recognize that you don't feel interesting enough. Great. 
it's time there's room for work. I love it when this happens because there's now room for work to realize that you are complete. You bitch were made whole and perfect and it's to find that. So there's there's so many different ways that one can do that through, you know, reading and whether, I don't know, wherever your inspiration comes from, whether it, you have a spiritual background or like an esoteric background, there are mm. so many ways to find, appreciate the value in yourself. There's really nothing to to like, you know, to build on or to to change, you actually just need to look because it's already there. Interesting. I I disagree slightly. I guess because I believe that you can just well I I believe that you can if you see something in someone you admire, just adopt it. Like just become that thing. Yes. And I do think, for example, let's say they're not comfortable with silences. They want to impress this person because this person appears really smart and they love smartness and yeah. they just know things. Well, if you appreciate that, why don't you just also start reading and know things and like become a person you admire too? Because when you're doing it from a point of I don't have and I want to be, yeah. then it is coming from a lack perspective. And I, I feel that it will never really materialize uh, truly. It'll always be a bit of a sham. But when you're coming from, when you admire someone that is smart, um, for me, it's always been more beneficial literally to listen, like to be quiet, to listen, to soak in and admire and, and appreciate and, and then make the connection that I admire that because there's some of that, cause it's in me. I, I'm drawn Either in to you that. or you like it. But, yes. But you, you know what, you know what, you know what the difference is, is that, um, if they're funny or they're witty or whatever, and then you go and you do all these things to become witty, uh, you're, you're trying to pile on instead of uncover. I think uncovering Ooh. is so much more, is true to me. Uncovering is true than piling on. It doesn't mean, cause then when you uncover, then you find your sense of humor that you can then develop. Like yes. that's different from, yeah. from, you know, piling on a personality or a character. But that's trait. also specific to then this quality. Um, if we talked about discipline, I admire Serena Williams. I like that her consistency. There's nothing to remove from me to make me disciplined. That's actually an active addition. But 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 I think it is it is working on a on a trait that is already there. So I don't admire mm. people that say are hardworking that have four four jobs and they can do it or that wake up at four or whatever it is. There's yeah. some things that I don't admire um, that I wouldn't want to work on. But something like the discipline. If I look carefully at my life, I know exactly where my nail cutter is. I know exactly where you know what I mean. There is some order in my life about some things, and all I have to do is recognize that and, and cultivate it cu- but 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 it's something that's already there okay it's, it's like it's building on what's already there and to me it's so important to recognize that it's already there because then you realize you are already perfect you already are the person you admire you okay. already are you know that wonderful person it's just about cultivating it look at your eyes all sparkly that is a beautiful thank you Nyaki. thank you wow look at this long ass dilemma <laughs> Is it a dilemma or is oh, this mad. Like, Let's see if there's a question mark. So my uncle went to town. Um, oh, wow. Okay. this At the very end, there's one. Jesus. Well, should we just ask the question? <laughs> Let's just do all them and we'll do that one last. Minute. All right. So you hear me having a puffing. Thank you for the dilemmas. Um, when we read them out, I look for like, your question has to be supported with context, but if you think about it for an outsider, not all context matters. So when you send them, thank you so much for sending them. Just condense them to what I need to know. And then you can always send a paragraph after that me, me and you can personally discuss. But for the podcast sake, just for time, just try like condense it a little bit. Um, not more than basically five lines. And you're you're welcome to to roast her. <laughs> Why? No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm no, joking. But you're joking, but also, but also, there's a level of discomfort in that I'm being, and that it's as if you're not being grateful. Yeah, the gifts I'm receiving, I'm still saying I uh-huh. want the more specific. Yeah, you, you Ooh, need to work on that. That's something to work on. I love it. I don't accept just any gift. Everyday growth. I, oh, be like Rwanda. Be specific. About what <laughs> <Yeah>. you want. <laughs> about the aid you receive. Okay. <laughs> All right. I am so sure that I want to break up with this friend because of how she is as a person, and not because of how she treats me do i have the right to drop her or should i communicate that i don't align with her mindset first of all bitch um thank you so much for that we chat a lot and all your dilemmas are always about do you have the right to do something so please i think you need to reflect on that about this idea of right and wrong being outside of your body there's no right or wrong you could even kill a man uh, you will go to jail in this lifetime, but and Mukunda was not an accomplice, and I was not an accomplice, <laughs> and I was not an encourager. But honestly, on a spiritual level, there's no such thing as right and wrong. 
There's just action and reaction and intention. Mm. So get that out your head. Yeah. Someone said that in um that was trying, <laughs> I was trying to do a Boston accent, but that was from the the show the movie The Town with Ben Affleck. So, answer. Oh, absolutely, girl. So, I mean, going on from that, if there is no right and wrong, you can do whatever you want. If getting rid of them in your life will bring you more peace, do that. If holding on to them, expressing that you don't agree with them, acknowledging that they might still carry on with what they're doing, but still sticking around to be their friend is going to stress you out and give you piles, bitch, <laughs> release. But if it's not going to, and like Mukundra, you get side-side benefits and free gifts, <laughs> then stay. Like... You have the right to do whatever you want. Be and all, all it for me. So if I was, if you were Nyak, be courageous to not be liked, to not be approved of, to not get that that understanding, and to not have an amicable split. But for the sake of being loyal to yourself only and first, because mm. by you standing in your truth, you give them wings, honey. You might be dragging them down because you think, oh, she needs me as a friend by her, by her. You might just be a bitch taking up space. Get out of her way, yeah. Let her get friends that actually approve of what you know she exactly. or he is doing, and set them free. And then that's an important point. We should never. Um, we all seem to have a lot of these from the answers. We should never have, we, unless it ultimately benefits you actively. We shouldn't really have fake friends. We yeah. shouldn't really tolerate people. We shouldn't really treat people as charity cases. Yeah. I used to do this a lot. I used to have friends. And I was like, oh, but they need me. Oh, I can't dump with them now. Now they're going through a bout of depression. I have to yeah. stay now. Oh, okay. Now I can't leave. Now what's going to happen to them? And that's actually, and thinking that I was being Mother Teresa, I was actually wasting their time. Yeah. No one's a charity case. Everyone's very deserving and capable of finding love. And you're taking up a space that that friend could have another person in. Yep. So you're yep. doing them a favor. Breakups always benefit both parties. Yeah. Um, and remember, you don't owe anyone friendship and no one owes you friendship. And, and, and that's in a very... That should excite you. That shouldn't scare you. <laughs> that should excite you, okay? Fucking Pisces. <laughs> that's my cap. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. I swear, honestly, this cap moon has given you mad leeway. Ooh, this was an interesting topic we can quickly go on. Yeah. Um, About, oh, let's actually look at the results for this. I asked people, regardless of the context, do you expect your enemies to become your best friend's enemies too? Yeah. Oh. Shall I answer what someone said? Shit, yeah, answer. One person said, my enemies don't need to be your enemies because that's kind of childish. But if you can clearly see what my enemy did to me was cruel or criminal and you still hang out with them, you can't come around me. There are those types. There are the types of friends who are quiet and join in gossiping sessions behind your back. I oh, I need to be this person's friend. I agree. She's cool. One hundred percent. Because what this person has done is taken the responsibility upon themselves. They're like, no, do what you want. But if if my comfort or my my peace really matters so little to you that because when I see you interacting with them, this person that has caused me X Y Z pain then I, I can cut you out of my life too. Like, it's a fine. Y'all can go kiki, fine. Have a friendship. But it doesn't, I, I don't need that around my space. My energy. So she, this person's taking responsibility for their energy and I mm. love it. I absolutely love it. That is, I quite like that. Yeah. Um. Should we see what the results were? Yeah, I love that. So the answer is no for me. The, they, this, no. My enemies do not have to be your enemies. However, the onus is on me. If what I don't like what I'm seeing happening in your life, it's on me to cut ties between you and me and to maintain my peace. Tell him, bitch. <laughs> so the answers were... God, there's so many stories. I know. She she has to forward through all the responses to the other things, then all the titties, and then... I know, so many titties. Okay, so people said no, that uh, they don't expect you to be enemies with their enemies. I think they're all lying, by the way. I think they are too. Let's see yeah. how many people voted. So far, 13. They're liars. You're all liars. So the lovely person who engaged me and talked about... um people pleasing has actually responded to me ask telling them that um that's all their fault and nobody told them to people please <laughs> so let's actually they answered some questions so can you read all of this for oh us? that's fantastic let They're the people pleasers drag Mukundra. okay from the top yeah i'm glad that you understand but at the same time i'm really sorry that you that you understand because going through that is horrible in answer to you do you want to give context Going through what? Um, I just said I was a people pleaser too, but it was uh, all my fault. Oh, yeah. So it's it all is. your fault too. That's it's it's so horrible, yeah. Um, flashbacks of horrible high school and beyond, to be honest. Okay. In answer to your question, I forced myself to perform 
myself because I was or am struggling with self-hatred and I crave validation from others because I am not at a point in my mental health where it is easy to give it to myself. I'm curious what your thought, what your thoughts are on these questions. I know you're not a therapist, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts if you have the time or energy. What a considerate person. I know. What? They're also, they look beautiful. I've just seen their thumbnail. Oh considerate people are always stunning. So if you want to be stunning, be considerate, bitch. That's my, that's my beauty routine, honey. One. How do I go through the process of being fully me and losing friends when I'm in a very bad place with my mental health? I need to reestablish friendships that I've all that I've almost lost from being mentally ill or hospitalized. Two, how can I change? Oh, do you want to answer these as we go along? I think so. Yeah, okay, let's Briefly. let's answer that. that. What a question. That's a great question. Um, yeah. I think for me, I think my question, my answer will be different in yaks. Mm. I really believe in yin and yang. I believe in opposites. I believe in pleasure and suffering. And I, so you always have to prioritize something. Mm. You can't be doing everything at once. If you're going through, if you're fragile, your mental health is fragile, but you need friends, you pick one. This is the options you have. Make new friends so that you can um, feel better about yourself and hopefully your mental health will improve. Or... And in that making of new friends, you're letting go of others. So your mental health is going to decrease and you might mm. become unstable. Mm. You've got to really assess your capacity. Do you really have the capacity to let go of these fake friends or do you want to just hold on to them for a bit? Or is it worth you going through a dangerous bout of instability and leaving these friends? Maybe a lot of your mental health issues stem from having people around you don't actually like you or love wow. you. So maybe it's worth things getting worse now mm. because they're going to get better eventually. And maybe you have a support system um, and facilities that can look after you while you're going through this phase if it's mm. going to be a dangerous um, position. But I think really look at it as an accountant, literally write down all the um, outcomes if I lose my friends, I'll feel suicidal. Okay, let me not do that. That's a bit too much. Or if I lose my friends, I'll feel suicidal, but I know this hospital I can go to. I know, And literally plan it out. Be mm. a pragmatic, be an accountant, plan out all the possible outcomes and see which one um, is less damaging now and intersects with, intersects with the best outcome in the future mm. and which one intersects so less damage short term and more pleasure long term. Mm. Find the, the answer that's at the intersection and see if you have the support system. Literally. If you don't have that support system, downgrade. Keep downgrading until you can actually do something within your range. Mm. That's fantastic. I love mm. it. Okay. Uh, and, and really hash through as many outcomes as you can. Because losing the friends might not need to be an option. Maybe there's a way that you can keep them communicate. Hey, I'm out for two months. Um, but you, you know what I mean? Something like that. Like, so. I mean, they're trash bags. I don't think she wants those friends. Oh, okay. Right. So what Mukundra said then. All right. Two. How can I change how I convey myself to others when my brain is clouded in self-loathing? Self-loathing. Well, I think. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, I think communicating yourself to others is definitely point two. Point one is dealing with the self-loathing and how you communicate yourself to you. Right. So you're clearly telling yourself a story, repeating a story, someone, maybe the family, yeah. maybe a caregiver told you when you were young and you're repeating that I'm useless, I'm unlovable, I'm stupid, I'm this right. and that. So you need to first work on the story you tell yourself. That might take a week, that might take 10 years, that might yeah. take a while. That might, And that, that doesn't end, That's that, that work doesn't end of completely always reiterating a narrative you want for yourself. Yeah. So I think... Other people is not the issue here. I think you need to work on the story you're telling yourself. Yes, I agree. Because the the voice inside always comes out. Um, One thing I do uh, know helps me or has helped me was, um, again, from Abraham Hicks, just knowing that no matter what, there was always something good in a, in a situation. So they talk mm. about like, um, you know, being grateful for like, like starting your morning positively. And they say, you don't, it doesn't have to be a big thing you're grateful for. Like I'm grateful for my life. They're like, this pillow was good that I'm grateful. For the so I think in the same way, like just thinking about self-loathing, there's, pro- there's probably something about yourself small that oh. you might like, like you might like your nails and start focusing I, I would bring, bring, use that as an anchor. Use that as an anchor, and and that can begin your conversation, or or and that can help you. You know, when you start going to those things, 
even I don't know, it might seem superficial, but go back to that and be like, but damn bitch, I did my nails good and that's okay. And, oh, be, and that's you know, beautiful. To, just to help break that pattern and and hopefully there'll be more and more and then you'll be like, oh shit, my hands are pretty cute. And in the mirror, when you look at your hands, you'll see, you know what, I like this face. I don't know. It might just get better and better and then you might be able to start looking at more positive things about yourself. But I do agree. So obviously, again, not a therapist, all of these things, but this is something that helped me in another way, like just being grateful for my life when it was shit. I had a great pillow. I had a queen size bed and I could be grateful for those two things. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So use one thing you like about yourself as positive momentum. Yeah. I think it's important if you can, you seem like a really thoughtful person. Why don't you read up on how identities and personalities are formed yeah. to understand that you're thinking no animal is born hating themselves. Yeah. An elephant isn't born and thinks, oh, this trunk is wrinkly as fuck. Neither were you born and thought, I'm useless, I'm stupid, I'm ugly, I'm dumb. True. So read, um, get books on how, how personalities are formed so that you truly, truly end up believing that a personality yeah. is just a story. Once you know how it's formed, you know how to deconstruct it and re, yeah. re, it, retell your story and yes. repaint your yeah. personality. Yeah. And I think what you need is a, personality overhaul or rather i I think you need to know that you are are the painter that you can actually change that image and you need to know how that works so just read up on the psychology the actual mechanics of the mind i love that because oh truth is so fluid what a beautiful question yeah isn't it okay and then question number three is there a way to do this process without losing people rejection or perceived rejection puts me in a dark place Mm. and i've already almost lost myself enough times sure she doesn't even like these people. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So then, then it might go back to what is that that fear of losing people? And this is talking mm. to myself. Where does that come from? For me, it's a sense of you know I will I will be alone and have nothing and no one. Um. And for me, that goes counter to my faith in the universe that I'm completely provided for. So I again, and I don't know where your your um framework comes from, but. So for me, being critical with myself, having to actually just believe, no, wait a minute, th- there's more than enough of everything and, and repeating those things to myself or or tapping into those truths. And that starts when you believe you're worth things. Though, yeah. Actually. So I think yeah. this person needs to start there. Yeah. Again, I think yeah. you, if I were in your shoes, you, you've got a lot of important questions and this is an overwhelming task to do alone. If you have the yeah. money, I would 1 million percent suggest if you don't have help already, you need you need a, a bandit of help help bandit. Yeah. I don't know what you just said. A bandit is a negative. Aren't those people who rob yes. bandits? <laughs> you need a group of help, a group of helpers. Um, or don't need, I would really suggest that you need, gu- it helps to have guidance from yeah. outside of you and consistent someone you check in with daily or weekly yeah. who gives you questions and things to think about, to work through. This isn't something you need to do alone. And I think yeah. that's really, it's, it's hard to. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it doesn't, I don't actually also think that we were, we were, it doesn't make sense in this, the human construct to do it alone. No, like there's, there's no need. There's so many, people have invented so many wheels, like we don't have to start from the beginning. We can just keep building. Yeah, because I'm just thinking now, I will respond to a DM, mm. but that wouldn't be enough for me. I'll respond to you, I'll say what I want to say, but I would really want to talk to you every day and I don't have the capacity. So you need some... Uh, yeah. Think of what you need. Write it down. Like, oh, okay, I need someone to talk to. I also need someone who knows a bit more who's done this. And you might find a lot of alternative forms of medicine as well, besides, yeah. um, let's say, therapists and psychologists yeah. um, might interest you. Yeah. So I think I'll put in the comment section in the description box alternative forms of medicine that have benefited me, mm. like past life regression therapy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll write those down so that people can... Be exposed to ways of healing that you might have not known about. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was such a love. Thank love you it. so much for sharing. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're the best. You. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that wonderful? Absolutely. I want a friend like you. I really love us such thoughtful questions and yeah. thoughtful ways of thinking about yourself and your mm. mental health. Mm. You're totally lovable. Yeah, no. You... Are a friend and magnet. very self-aware. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. You, I mean, everyone deserves friends. You really deserve friends. Yeah, we love you. But you, but yeah, you. you. <laughs> all all animals are made equal, but you, but honey, you are more equal than the rest. Yeah. They, oh wow, this was. I love these conversations, and what I. <laughs> I'm scratching my Yaki. My skin particles skin. aren't flying into your nostrils. Can yeah, relax. But it sounds like rasping. Bitch, I'm more moisturized than you. And yet, you sound like a dragon. Wow. 
Rude. That was a compliment, though. I love dragons. I had a story about a dragon, but um, for the next time. Um, these conversations in our podcast, this probably should be at the beginning. What I love about them and the value I hope that they give you is... I think when we, when I go into therapy, I want answers. Mm -hmm. And that's why therapy didn't work for me. I want answers. Like, I don't need to tell me what I need to think about. Mm -hmm. Our conversations are the conversations you are having with friends or would be having with friends if you asked them or were honest enough to say, yo, like, these are the questioning, confused, maybe even ugly Mm -hmm. parts about me. Let's discuss. Do you have the same? Yeah. So these conversations are just conversations um they're again us closing the gap between where we are where we want to be and we invite you to do the same Mm. so we know as much as you um in terms of an innate knowledge um Mm. and we just hope that us sharing really helps you make sense of we hope that you really agree or really disagree or really um are left with even more questions that help you um further into your own journey of what what it means to you like Mm. friendship and self-love and 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 Mm. all these things Mm. so no answers here but really more probing that'll guide you for your own probing fantastic thank you guys what a lovely session a big ass cyber hug to all of you all the hugs for sharing oh giving us so much and the tough love is because ultimately Mm. i love everyone yeah i truly do and if you are out there and you're struggling with friends and you don't have friends and you're feeling alone just know you're so loved. Mm. Oh, bitch, I'm about to cry. You're so loved. And I really believe that everyone's life really matters and everyone's really protected and guided and things happen to you only for your benefit, I believe. So as much as you're going through a hard transition with friends, as much as you don't have them, I I truly believe it's to your benefit and that life only gets better. Mm. And if you believe that your life only gets better, then you can only be grateful because you're like, well, what am I? What's around the corner? What mm. have I dodged? What drama? Thank God. Or yeah. thank, or I'm thankful. Yeah. Um, you're always in the right place at the right time and you're worthy and your life is meaningful. And if you start with gratitude, oh, bitch, down on my gratitude calendar. Here's a plug. <laughs> there go the tears. There go the tears. They're gone now. Just start with gratitude and seeing what you can be grateful for because your life is wonderful and it can be more. And the way, um, the quite literal way to access abundance is one of the ways is gratitude. Mm. I'll link the talk that Deepak Chopra gives when he talks about the, the ways you can access more, mm. just abundance. And one of the ways is just to be grateful. It's the easiest. I picked it because it's the easiest. Mm. I remember. <laughs> it was easier than other things. <laughs> so that's what I do. So please... um. Remember you're loved, you're cared for, mm. and you are, it's your birthright to have love and pleasure. And they're mm. around the, they're not, if you don't feel they're here now, they're around the corner, but also start to recognize where they are mm. because maybe you're neglecting small things that, you know, mm. actually here's someone who cares about me. The lunch lady is so kind to me, always smiles at me. Mm. My aunt always, you know, gives me nice notes at Christmas. There are people who love me and I am loved. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Like, comment and subscribe. Oh See you God. next time. <laughs>